What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What is going on, guys? Welcome to Robin Coexisting with Robin Maggie. This is our first episode on Fightful Overbooked. That is an intro I made just to pop Maggie, and I think it worked. Did it work? I think it worked. Rob, Rob you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I knew you liked Star Wars because of the, the pillows. Yeah, and, really? So I was like, I think she'll like this. Oh, it's just so cute. How are you doing, Rob? <laughs> but, man, do we have a fun show ready for you today. Maggie, how you been? Rob, as you can see, I'm not wearing my glasses. And uh, this sucks. I Last night was my bar's birthday. And I hate people for loving us so much <laughs> that they came and partied with us all night. And uh, when I when I went backstage to, to change my clothes and to go home, I actually uh, forgot my glasses backstage. And this is a nightmare, Rob. And I mean, are, are you even Rob? Because at this point, how do yeah. I know? No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll try to soldier through. Like, you're, a, uh, you're basically a blob at this time, but it's like, uh, I've fine. I've been called that, so. No. No, I'm, jo- I'm okay. It's part of the. It's just me being fun. But no, it's good. Did you have a good time at least? I don't remember. <laughs> All right. I forgot my glasses, bro. How the hell should I know? Yeah, well, we'll have fun anyways. So we got a big show for you planned. Um, like I said, it's our first episode here on Fightful Overbooked. We are excited to be here. Uh, we came over from Fightful Select and uh want to thank you for Sean Ross that for letting us start over there and Jeremy Lambert taking us over here and uh we're we're excited it's going to be fun this show is basically us talking wrestling and then adding a few extra features in there like uh segments i guess you'd say so it's awesome i'm i'm excited um if you can't tell which one's from bulgaria and which one's from the united states um this I got nothing for you, but uh, <laughs> Maggie, tell tell us a little bit about you for the people that did not get to watch us on Fightful Select, just a little. 
I just a little. I'm a I'm a Bulgarian goofball that likes bartending and has been a bartender for six seven years. And uh, if you've seen my the idiot videos on Twitter that I post, you basically this is basically me like goofing off and uh, having fun with it and uh, bitching about like uh, random stuff in my everyday life which is basically all the time but i keep it clean here it's fine <laughs> <laughs> well we got a lot to talk about i mean we're we're gonna talk a little bit about aw dynamite that happened on wednesday night gonna talk about uh tony khan and uh, the brian kendrick stuff shane mcmahon news big news out of that some uh, becky lynch stuff Overall, it's just going to be a fun show. We got a couple things to talk about. Maggie, the one thing I wanted to ask you, and is, uh, and we're going to push this up instead of starting with AEW. Give me your thoughts on the Royal Rumble. Oh, why do we? What do you want to start with the negative stuff from the okay. beginning? Because <laughs> I think, I, I think everybody has a different opinion on this show. Because the the one thing that always sticks out is it's I guess human nature for people to always remember the negative stuff over the positive stuff. I feel like the one thing about this pay per view is what people will forget is granted the ending sucked of Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, but it was a it was a hell of a match, and I think people will forget about that over time because of just how how the Royal Rumble was. I think the problem, and, and this is just a short, we can go over it later, but I think the biggest problem with this pay-per-view was, I think people got their hopes up. And and that's the thing about the Royal Rumble. We're supposed to. That's the way they, that's the way they bring, they feed you, you know, that's the way they bring you in. And, and we were kind of let down by it. Um, I know a lot of people did not like them announcing a lot of the legends for the the women's rumble ahead of time that i think could have been a little bit different um and as far as the men's go i kind of curious why they didn't why they didn't go with more you know it's i know you want to try to get everybody like involved but it i think the biggest thing is is if you could add somebody like even if it's like just a one one off you know I think it would have been great. Like somebody like Kurt Angle was in town in St. Louis. Caitlin. Caitlin. There's another one. I mean, but overall, um, even Lashley and Lesnar was pretty good, you know. And you had uh, Becky Lynch and Piper and Piper Nevin. Um, yes. Yes. No. <laughs> well, that was a solid match. The only problem was is everybody was a fact was kind of like not paying attention as much because they were paying attention to the fire um the sign fire walk with me yeah, yeah. another sure. another twin peaks reference sure. <laughs> oh yeah that's all i wanted to bring up like at first and we can go over the talk about the matches later but i just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on on those real quick i i had a i had a couple of days to think about it like i'm i'm not that pissed as i was on sunday because i as you know, like being in Bulgaria, I the show ended at 7 a.m. for me. 
and I was able to go to sleep at 10 a.m. And I woke up in the afternoon and it ruined my day. Like every time I stay up for a pay-per-view, it's, it's, it's the way it, the way it goes but uh i don't mind it because it's pay-per-view and naturally uh say what you say about wwe but uh they've always delivered on their pay-per-views in ring wise uh like the build sucks because it's like who cares about storytelling right but they've been able to deliver on every pay-per-view they did it doesn't matter if it's takeover or a main roster pay-per-view They've yeah. always delivered. And uh, I didn't mind uh, my day being like basically wasted because I wake up in the afternoon. I, it's, it's okay. But this time I was just, I, I was mini depressed. Like it was, I was so deflated. It, it was, uh, it, it did not sit well for me. And when something like that happens, I tend to over to think about it and, uh, try to make sense of uh, like stories and uh, the lack of stories and yeah. etc and uh, i think that a lot of things actually made sense uh, to me like after like a couple of days but we, as you said we're going to talk about it a bit a bit a bit more later well the next topic is aw dynamite that was on wednesday night um pretty solid show uh, held in Chicago, their 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 official home. I mean, granted, we know their offices and everything's in Jacksonville, but Chicago's the home of AEW. I think we all know that AEW. You know, like Madison Square Garden, New York is WWE. That's who you think about. Chicago, in my opinion, obviously is going to be AEW. It's just the way it is. Um, they had a hell of a show last night. They kicked it off with two outstanding wrestlers. John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. There's a little, there is controversy, not a little, uh, behind why this match happened instead of what was originally scheduled, which was John Moxley versus uh, uh, Brian Kendrick. And we'll get into that in a few about the Brian Kendrick stuff. Um, they kick off with the show. Um, it, the best thing that I loved them like it was a great match, but what I loved was Danhausen coming out with Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta. I absolutely loved it. It was, you know, that's the thing. Danhausen, he's awesome. He, he really is. Um, it, I know. I, I saw a tweet earlier this week that somebody said, "Imagine telling your friend about Danhausen if they don't watch wrestling." And then somebody yeah, try, try and, explain that to them. And then somebody said, "Try to explain Danhausen for people who do watch wrestling." And I, it cracked <laughs> me up because it's, it's just that's the way he is. He's his character um, that he created is brilliant. Um, I mean, he's he's making money. I mean, he's already been one of the more popular pro wrestling tees uh, sellers, um, and he already is with again with his AEW shirt already. So good for him. Um, it's always yeah. cool to see good people, nice people succeed. Um, I've had the chance to talk to him a few times at independent shows here in Minnesota. He's he's a good dude and uh, very happy for him and glad he's on national TV now. Um, but a great match, Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta um, and John Moxley just going at it. Moxley uh, 
what we all knew Moxley is gonna destroy the guy, and but Wheeler Yuta got some good, got some moves in, and made himself look pretty good. I really liked his uh, the the dive he hit when uh, when Moxley was looking at Orange Cassidy, and he turns around and sees Danhausen, and then all of a sudden you just see Wheeler Yuta just fly in and take and Moxley catches him. But it was just I loved the aspect of how Moxley was just like shocked for a second when he turned around and saw Danhausen there. That was I laughed and and it's one of those things where when you're covering the show like I do for fightful.com I I sometimes stop because granted I'm a fan before I'm a writer the way I look at it and I I was just I was really amused by it and it was a good opening match. And the one thing I think that AEW does really well is I like the fact that they kick off with John Moxley. And it's in in a way it's I think it's pretty smart because the one thing that uh Brandon Thurston mentioned in an article on WrestleNomics was how TBS has Big Bang Theory, uh the television show on right before AEW Dynamite. And that's a that's a pretty good lead in because there's a lot of people that watch that show. So sometimes they obviously keep this keep it on the same station and they go into that and it might be somebody they recognized. So like John Moxley, I've noticed since they've done that, they've put people opening the show that you recognize. I think it's really a brilliant idea. But overall, like I said, very good match. John Moxley ends up with a paradigm shift. Just He's badass. What can you say? Moxley looks jacked as fuck. <laughs> Holy crap. If this is what happens when you like clean yourself and like stop drinking, that like this is this is an inspiration. <laughs> All the way. <clears throat> the match was pretty good. Uh Willa Yuda uh got some offense in and uh he looked incredible in defeat. It was amazing, but I suppose we need to talk about the ending of like, what happened after the match. Man. So, Plain White T's biggest fan, Daniel Bryan, or, oh, damn it, Bryan Danielson. We were so close. Was so we did close. it on the first show, and then none. If Jim, <laughs> Jim Ross can get away with it, I can get away with it. So, um, we were so close, Rob. You. Yep, perfection. It's over. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna might as well end the show now. Everybody have a great night or a great day. Whenever you watch this, we'll talk to you later. It was a hell of a run. But yeah, the ending of this match. Whew. I loved how. Next thing you see, Brian Danielson is in that ring. He has that mic. John Moxley does not say one word. I thought that was fantastic. His Daniel- facial expressions, though. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. facial facial expressions just fantastic, yeah. and I I love that Mox uh, Danielson had a, he he completely like threw us all for a curve for the most part I would think nobody really expected him to say we should team up I don't I mean that came out of left field but could you imagine with them teaming up if you add like if they did do this, if they did, you add those two guys, and then you add guys like Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, and uh, who was the other one? I forgot. Uh, was it Lee Moriarty? Who was the other Lee guy? Lee Moriarty. Okay, yeah. Lee Moriarty. Yeah, Lee Moriarty. 
Um, oh, Jesus, that would be f- freaking awesome. I don't, I don't know if I can say the F word yet here. I already did. I know, but <laughs> I, I assume I can, but I just kind of stopped before because I don't know. Hey, listen to me. If I'm not allowed to swear, I'm. It's, it's what am I doing here? <laughs> well, you you are. They're not going to get rid of you. Oh, I, <laughs> no. Hey, we got this show because of you, not me. Yeah, but why? No, I'm not going to say that. I, I know better. <laughs> well, you're, no, what I'm saying is people just love you, and me, I'm just kind of. Yeah, cute. we're going to talk about people not loving me anymore afterwards. <laughs> You'll, you'll see. <laughs> this is a fun. Uh, yeah. So uh, overall, let, let let me just say a, a couple of things. Uh, I love this. I love the match, and I love the uh, the aftermath uh, of of it. And uh, for me, it basically uh, the positive experience for this show basically ends there. I'm sorry for saying that. I didn't like Dynamite last night. Oh, well. this morning. No, I didn't. Well. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is this is the first. <laughs> no, that's and, fine. Uh, no that's yeah, sure, of course it's fine. Uh, the fact that we got uh, the information on uh, Grapsity on Fightful that Jade Cargill has been working with uh, Brian Danielson. Imagine if she's in that stable with them. And imagine if Layla Hirsch is in that stable with them. Like, opposed to people saying that Layla Hirsch should go to Team Taz. Like, the, the fact that Layla Hirsch is so good that we can basically see her going wherever. Or it, it will be perfectly fine if she uh, remained uh, a single star, like, not being a part of any stable. It's perfectly fine. But uh, please, more women in stables because this is basically what life is like. It's uh, yeah, it's it's natural to have women in groups. Yeah, I would. It's it's a thing. It's okay, guys. Like if you awesome. add some women in there, I would. Uh, add yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, Jade Cargill has improved a lot. And now we have the information as to why. Because when you work with, uh, with Brian Danielson, this is what you get. You get, uh, you get better. And uh, I don't know if we'll get to see this, uh, this table. I don't think we do. Maybe if they go ahead and do what they did to NXT 2.0 the other night, with uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Jade, Corey Jade having a match, and then when Corey Jade pushed, allegedly pushed Raquel, uh, Raquel Gonzalez so much to the limit that Raquel actually started respecting her more, and then she decided to team up with her and go to the to, to do the Dusty class. If they do this here, I'm gonna be pissed. Like if they have a match together, and uh, you know. Uh, a, I, I don't even know who beats who. I I have no idea. Like I love uh, Brian Danielson, and Moxley is in the shape of his life, and he will be in the run of his life. And uh, them not mentioning uh, Eddie Kingston at all in this is weird for me, because uh, Eddie Kingston's been kind of missing on this show. 
Yeah, well, he's, he... he's, yeah, yeah. I think he. Well, I know he's been injured. I can't remember if it was a shoulder issue or. Yeah, but he can be on screen. Like yeah, I, yeah. I'm not saying that the that he should oh, wrestle. Absolutely. By he all really... means, like uh, the, the, his power is on the microphone. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's so it's perfectly fine there. And uh, this 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 will be great. This will be absolutely, absolutely amazing. Like uh, they were this close to to persuading me that uh, they're gonna hug yeah. <laughs> when they saw each other. Like, oh yeah, go get out! Like this is fine. And they're, they're this close, and uh, I can't wait to see what what they go from here. Like, this, yeah. yeah, I think I think I'm kind of wondering if it's a if it's a plan for Danielson because I still feel like it's not gonna happen. You know, I think it's just Danielson trying to mess with them. But if not, sure, it can be anything because it's AEW. It's yeah, In the, yeah. That's that's what's uh, great about it. The um, the one thing that kind of like I was thinking about afterwards, though, and this is just me, like it's breaking the fourth wall type thing. But what I would absolutely loved, and before, and this is just like probably me that's saying this, but. I would have absolutely loved it if Brian Danielson would have just put his fist out like the shield. And then Oh, I was waiting for that. I was, I just was hoping. Waiting. I was like, please, just kind yeah. of like, you know, like Moxley did the, that first uh, episode of, or the first episode he was on of, uh, of BTE on yeah. BTE. Yeah, the Young Bucks did the fist, and he was like, "No, what do you do? No." <laughs> yeah. So, good stuff. The next match was Pac, Pac. Pac, pack. I always think Tupac. It's pack, pack, whatever. And Penta versus Malachi Black and Brody King. Match was okay. It was it just it was really quick. When the all four of these guys can just bust their ass, you know they're they're four of the best in the ring with AEW. They're they're all awesome. Pretty good match. Um, Malachi Black and Brody King win win it. Um, it uh, the match ended after uh, Penta got sprayed in the face with the black mist. Um, that's usually how things end to the face, I guess, in a different kind of industry. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's a popular thing, but um, not in this case because it'll blind you. Well, it can blind you, blind you too, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. No, I can't say the F word, but go ahead and talk about porn. Whatever. Uh, uh, 20 minutes in, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Uh, solid match. I kind of think they were holding back. Yeah, I, I think they were too, yeah. because I don't, I don't think they had enough time. Yeah. I think If were... only the ending segment wasn't 45 minutes. Yeah, well, it was. I don't. We'll get to that. But uh, Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose. Um, I went into this expecting Nyla Rose to win this, and she did. Um, it was a solid match um, to to start off. It did go kind of long, in my opinion. Um, I really liked the Soho Ruby Soho uh, got out of the Nyla Rose was going for the beast bomb but uh Ruby oh, Ruby 
Ruby Soho got out of the got out of the got out of it before getting be- hit with the beast bomb, and uh, she basically hit the the mat face first, and then we saw Nyla deliver a senton onto the lower back of Soho, and uh, then she hit the beast bomb on her right there and ended it. Um, I said it was solid. I did think it went a little long, but it went. They made Nyla look powerful, which she is, and they did good good with that. Um, they made it look one-sided. Um, I'm a big Soho fan like you are. Um, I would have probably preferred Ruby um, to move on, but I, I like how they're building uh, Nyla again. So uh, what did you think of that match? Uh, here's the thing. The match was okay. It was fine. I love Nyla. Nyla on social media is like if you're in, if you're not following Nyla you're missing out. Like I love her on Twitter. Like she she's just amazing. She pops me every day, and uh, I love Ruby Soho equally. And uh, Ruby's been losing a lot. I kind of feel like, and um, the thing is, I we got. We basically got an explanation last week as to why we're getting this match again. But I'm going to go ahead and need some more, like, why? Like, well, she eliminated me from the tournament, and I won her again. And now they're basically 50-50. Like, yeah. why? No, like, no. Like, I get, like, uh, the... Um, I don't... It's, like, I feel like we're getting more and more rematches over AEW and it's been kind of bumming me out. Uh, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm given the benefit of doubt and I'm willing to, you know, let it play out, you know, cause uh, we tend to get a lot of amazing matches out of these rematches and uh, I'm fine with it, but like, let's, like put the brakes on it a bit, uh, a little bit. Also, uh, this the, the thing they need to put a break on is them going to Chicago. I love. I have nothing against Chicago. Like Chicago is uh, the city in the United States with the most population of Bulgarians. Like this is a fact, and uh, I really, I really want to see Chicago. But them going to Chicago so much, it's like. It's. Uh, I think it's 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 gonna get a little bit tiresome at some point in the future. So uh, yeah, like the, it's it, at some point it will stop being that special. I I suppose, uh, and uh, you want to hold back a little bit, and this has nothing to do with romance, guys. Like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 not going there, and uh, yeah, uh, the, the match was fine, but I could have used like a little bit of uh, a little bit of explanation as to why we're getting it again. Yeah, um, so like one of the other segments that was pretty, I thought it sucked was the Dan Lambert Brandy Rhodes um, garbage. I look, I I, I get it, Dan Lambert is a character it's just uh, i don't know it i just no i don't get it the thing is ethan page can talk he he doesn't need dan lambert he he can talk he can do his promos scorpio sky 
can do promos. I don't, I don't think I need them, but, um, but I get it. Like, it's probably just one of those things. Tony just likes it, you know. Like Tony likes the. I mean, Dan Lambert to an extent breaks the fourth wall quite a bit. Um, talking about anti AEW type stuff is what he what he goes with. Um, and then just him and Brandy going back and forth, and, and Brandy that opening segment was just awkward. With when she goes, "What's up, Cleveland?" and she, I think she was expecting more heat than she got. I think if, if she got more heat, it will be fine because she yeah. got uh, a response. But she was met with silence. Is yeah. and this, and this is basically like uh, the majority of AEW fans tend to have uh, like a little bit smarter. And yeah, uh, like when, yeah, smart wrestling fans, and they know that if they do not give them any kind of response, that they'll put an end to it. Like AEW has been aware of what works and what doesn't work because they have put an end to storylines that do not work whatsoever. So maybe they'll learn and maybe like stop, like one. Uh, segment with Dan Lambert is pushing it. For <laughs> <laughs> Having two, it no, like it sucks. I, I I get it. If you like Dan Lambert, it's perfectly fine. It's okay if you like him in this persona that has uh like um heel heat. It's it's fine. It's okay. It doesn't have this kind of heat. It has go away heat. I don't want to see him. Yeah. Like the moment the moment I hear his voice, I want to put a mixer in my eyes and swirl it around. Like this is no. Uh it it it's it's not working for me and it's fine if it works for you. This is this is okay. But like when it's met with that kind of silence after the words you've just put out, it's kind of saying something. Yeah. And the, the reason I went ahead and brought Dan Lambert up and kind of going out of order here is because of the next segment or the next Dan Lambert segment was with Adam Page and uh, got another awkward moment was when Jake, Lam Jake, Jake Lambert, Jake Roberts started talking because I couldn't, I couldn't understand a damn word he was saying at first. Um, and my my thing is, is what why and I, I love Lance Archer. I absolutely love the guy. I just don't get how he goes from where he was to being able to fight for the championship. Because they've been going in order for the most part, I believe. Maybe this is maybe I'm wrong. I just can't remember, but I just think it's weird that he comes in. Maybe I I would have preferred and it wouldn't make sense, I guess, but I would have preferred if it was a lights out match. That way it's not, I guess. If, but they did it soon. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't, I don't. The thing is, is I guess it's just a, a filler in this case. I think it's just yeah. a short feud. Yeah. Because uh, I know Archer's not going to win. Um, yeah. 
and and this is what's basically making this match not so uh, hypeable, I I suppose, because we it, Lance not winning this match at all. Like, come on, it's it's not happening. Yeah. So, um, going to the the main event, um, a solid match. It just went on. I mean, forty five minute match. It was it was a good match in my opinion. Really good, entertaining. Um, the CM Punk still shows he's really damn good in the ring. He's he he sells in his injury like he sells the injury so well. You know, like his his shoulder or his his arm, and then his knee. Like he he was great with that, and um, he he made you believe for a second um, that he might have been hurt. My favorite moment was probably the same as everybody else's was seeing uh, the Pepsi plunge. Um, Crap. Yeah, that was uh, that was something that was good to see. Um, that it was the first time somebody said it was seventeen years since he's done that, which is, yeah, on commentary or no, wait, ten. Was it ten? I thought yeah, I thought they said seventeen years, but um, oh well. Because I don't know, I I can't recall. I don't think he ever did it in WWE. I haven't checked. I haven't checked, so it's so it's okay. We're we're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I thought it was a solid match. The uh, the first ending was kind of dumb, um, <laughs> but it it was a way to get the it was a I get why they did it. It was a way to get the crowd pumped. Yeah, sure. It, yeah. it, it made sense. I just didn't really care for it. Um, not saying it was wrong or right. It just, I I didn't care for it, but I get it. Uh, Business-wise, it made sense. Um, and that was because of the whole, like, tape, the choking, like, the choking with the tape. Um, and I, I did think it was kind of, fu- the funniest thing about that was, was when he, when MJF's arm gets raised and he drops it and then he tries to cover it real quick. And uh, then you have referee Bryce Rimsberg tell Justin Roberts that the match will start over or continue. That I that I I I, I like because it got the crowd like happy. Pop. Yeah, uh, got it made them pop, and it and it basically started over the match. And um, I mean they sold us. They sold us. I mean, I, for there was a part of me going into the well, I going into the match, I thought MJF was going to win, um, but there was a part of me like during the match, I'm starting to think, man, they might actually let Punk win this, and then at the end, Wardlow comes out, and I'm like, if this is where they turn Wardlow now, he this will be huge. But they did, and uh, there's something I don't know what it is with AEW, but there is somebody has a thing for letting people get knocked out with with either rings or brass knuckles in that in that organization, because um, they use they do those a lot. It's like it seems like almost every show somebody gets knocked out because of a foreign object. Um, Overall, I like match. I know some people thought it went long. I, I thought it was solid. Um, if I was to give it a five out of, like, I'd probably give it a four out of five, four and a half out of five. Um, 
overall, I liked it. I thought it was good. What were your, what were your thoughts? Well, they mentioned on the at the top of the show that this was going to be main event in the show. Mm-hmm. But then MJF's music hits, and I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> like, and I started doing math in my head, and I suck at math, and you can just yeah. see like smoke coming out of my ears. And I'm like, why is this just 45 minutes match? It kind of the match was the match was okay. Like the match was good. Uh, they both sell the crap out of their uh, out of their moves. It's always something special when you get to see MJF wrestle because it's he's made a point out of uh, not wrestling so much because like it it has to be a special event every time he does, and uh, I will never get tired of saying that MJF is an amazing wrestler. He had one of my favorite matches in 2020 when uh, he battled uh, Jungle Boy at Double or Nothing. Uh, it's, it was a bonkers, amazing match. Uh, and uh, actually uh, elevated both of them. And uh, it, it's, it's always something special. And he, uh, he, he got me there for a, for a second when he beat him the first time with the tape when he was choking him i was like okay so what do we do for the rest of the show and then uh, the referee sees it and it's like you you get one of these instances when uh you see so many times referees uh after the match see that they weren't right and they were bamboozled and stuff or whatever word you want to use like why is this match the exception? Like, why not say every time, no, we're going to restart the match? Like, this was the thing that didn't make sense to me. Uh, I, was, I was fine getting restarted, but it, it, was, it was okay. But, like, Britt Baker wasn't in, on this dynamite. Like, your champion wasn't on this dynamite, and we had a 45-minute match between, uh, again, a pretty good match. But, like, at some point, they should know what they're gonna do with their women's champion. Uh, and uh, Wardlow coming out, like, okay, if I had balls, they would have been navy blue by now. Like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you taught me with that one. Yeah, okay, like they're blue balling us, Rob. Like, this is okay. Like, if if like that breakup isn't as good as they're making it out to be i'm gonna be really really annoyed okay like and uh the other thing have we ever in wrestling have we ever had a deep dish pizza chant ever because we got a deep dish pizza chant on dynamite because (laughs) they were in the it was in Chicago, and it's fine. Uh, if I ever get to try deep dish pizza, it's it's gonna be fine. I we don't have this thing here, and it's probably for the best because of my heart problem. We we gotta make that happen sometime. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, you remember when uh, MGF pinned Punk? Mm-hmm. He was holding like the match ended, uh, the bell rung, and he was still covering him. I want to know, like, if in the future 
if you're a wrestling journalist and you get to interview MJF, ask him, please, what did he say to him? Because you can see that they were talking. Yeah. What the hell did he say to him? Yeah. And that's I want to know so much. A, lo a lot of wrestlers won't say what they they won't say it, like because it was between them. But maybe one I day. Know. No, I know. I I'm know, just saying, but like, maybe one day. Maybe one day they'll say one yeah. of them. Um, one day when MJF starts being like all uh, kayfabe MJF jerk face and stuff, maybe he'll tell someone, I really want to know. I I'm really, really want to know. Please, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So moving on from AEW Dynamite, we're going to talk about what changed about AEW Dynamite last night. So, again, originally John Moxley was scheduled to take on Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick, who was with WWE just as of last week, um, Fightful confirmed that he was released. He, he was granted his release. Um, and next thing you know, he's scheduled to challenge uh, John Moxley. Well, that got pulled because of some past comments by Kendrick. Um, we're not going to get into everything that he said, but he basically... He, he, the biggest thing he said, which just pissed me off more than anything, is saying the Holocaust was overblown. Who in their right mind would say such a thing? Um, it's absolutely awful what he said. Um, there's no way around that. And, and he, he, he talked about how 9-11 was potentially caused by the uh, Illuminati and other things like he brought up Sandy Hook, the Kennedy assassination, and he even claimed that Michael Jackson faked his own death. Now, my problem with this is people are like, well, why, do, why didn't AW do their, their background check? That, uh, you know, there, there's, I don't know, you know, that's one of the things, like, Kendrick was with WWE for, I think, six years, and nobody, and maybe nobody really ever thought about it. I mean, there's people that knew, because obviously it came up, um, but my biggest problem with all of this is Kendrick was only sorry when he got caught. I mean, it's been brought up before, but he, he only apologized because... Because he had, like, I guess had to, you know, what, like, now, I, the thing is, is I, I don't know if he truly believes, I don't think, I don't know if he's being honest, that's the easiest way to say it. I think he apologized because he had to, um, but, um, what he said was stupid, <laughs> very stupid, and, uh, I think AEW did the right thing. Yeah, sure. Of course. I don't care if yeah. it was five years ago, ten years ago. Uh, I mean, he did the he did. It was an interview like he did with uh, High Spots video, um, where he it, it was it just sucked, and uh, it was a stupid opinion by somebody that was being really stupid. And um, I hope he educates himself more than anything. Yeah, that's what he needs to do is educate himself. Um, what he said was 
pathetic on many levels. And, uh, I mean, I'll say it. If he doesn't get, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, uh, try to learn from these stupid mistakes, fuck them. There you go. I said it. Fuck them. <laughs> so, okay. I said that for now. I feel better. Yeah. I feel better. <laughs> yeah, I feel better. But yeah, I mean, what can you say? What What are your opinions on, on Brian Kendrick? Well, uh, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it that much. So I'm going to say, uh, it's, uh, it, it was, it was kind of a half-ass apology either way. And, yeah. uh, like if you, if you stop, if he stopped at the point where he said he was sorry and he was going to live with it for the rest of his life, if you stop right there, I, it would be, it would have been perfectly fine. But then he went away and said that, uh, it wasn't his views. Like he didn't believe it. Like, why would you, how would you say that? Yeah. How can you? How can you just set, set something, say something, and not, and then say that it, it weren't your beliefs? Like, if you're gonna own up to your mistake, own up to your mistake. People are gonna, at least people are gonna respect you for owning up to your shit and uh, uh, building yourself after after that. Like, uh, everyone makes mistakes. Uh, everyone, everyone is, uh, no one is flawless. Like, uh, and having a mind, this is a huge ass flaw <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, in this example. And uh, if like, if, I would have been a little bit more acceptive uh, about this if he just stopped right there. Uh, I know uh, I didn't even know this happened. Like this is the first time, like remember when I woke up today, I said, why isn't Brian Kendrick on the show? Because I didn't know the story like I was working at the time. And then you you send me the link and I was like, oh, okay, crap. <laughs> sure, and I was kind of excited. And I'm like, now I'm a bit of like, afraid to trade a bit. Like it's, it sucks. I was, I was having all these expectations and then like it, now it's not gonna happen because like a bunch of stuff came up from the past. Uh, and it's it really sucks, but uh, he needs to do better, and I hope he does. Yeah, it was uh, it was something, um, and I hope he edu- like like we both said. I hope he learns, and I hope he educates himself. Um, yeah, it's really all you can say. Mm-hmm. Well, going to the other big news of the week was Shane McMahon. Um, it's come out that Shane McMahon has been maybe quietly let go from WWE. Um, I'm still not sure about the let go part. Um, that um, it's unknown right now if his talent deal was terminated or if there's plans were just simply dropped. Um, Dave Meltzer and or the original report came from. Uh, Ringside News, um, so they were the first to break it, and then uh, a couple of others like Dave Meltzer, um, Sean Rossap, uh, came in and put a little more news out there on it. Um, but Meltzer confirmed the report, saying that um, right now he's out of the company, and and again he said he wasn't sure if the talent deal was terminated or if they just dropped him for the the next two months. Um, so they're not going to use them the way it sounds, which. 
I'm okay with, you know, it's, I think other people deserve that spot more than Shaming Man. That's just, I know some people absolutely love Shaming Man. I just don't think he, he deserves it. I don't think he should have been the guy that eliminated Kevin Owens either, but that's a whole different topic. Yeah, Kev, remember that one time you won a match and then I had to go away from the WWE? In your face, pal. Well, the, the biggest thing, and, and I don't know, it, it's 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 what Sean reported was uh, he was heavily involved in the match, like producing, and yeah. um, it sounds like a lot of the problems came because of late changes. Um, I don't know if the some somebody said that the changes might have made him look good um, instead of others. I don't know. Um, really. That that's the one thing that I've read, um, and it, and I mean that's not. I don't think we'll really ever know, but when you think about it, it makes sense because there's no damn reason he should have been the one that knocked Kevin Owens over the rope. In my opinion, he just Kevin Owens is probably your third or fourth most popular star on Raw. I think um, they wouldn't know. Yeah. They would. They don't know. Um, hell, I mean, you brought it up the other day. Like, there's, I know two people right now that should have been in that spot than than Shane McMahon, Finn Balor, and Cesaro. Either one of them should have been in that spot. Yeah, over. we're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, th- I mean, that's the thing. Like, when he came back in what 2015, 2016, whatever year it was, from like in Philadelphia, when he came back and that pop he got. Oh, it was so yeah. damn awesome, and it was great. And I loved, I loved them. Only bad. we knew. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is about Shane McMahon is, I like Shane McMahon as a face. I think he, he sucks as a heel, but, um, yeah, yeah. I I think the positive thing is out of this, obviously, is um, somebody's gonna get that spot. So yeah, that's good. Was there anything you wanted to add on that, or like, do you have any opinions, or did I cover it? Well, I I suppose that you know uh, the fact that if if we you have that big of a show as the Royal Rumble, you need to know what you're doing, and you need to know you need to be prepared because it's like uh, I I can't even. Im- imagine like the how like complicated things are in the rumble like it's it's always been fascinating to me and uh it looks incredibly hard to do and it looks immensely uh like anxious and i i i i think i could never do that like uh if i were i if i were a wrestler I would have like crapped my pants and like maybe not be ever in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and with them actually uh, changing stuff as they go, this will like give me incredible anxiety. And uh, I think you can tell that morale was really, really low at some point because, uh, and some like, we're gonna go into detail uh, a bit a bit later about the rumble, but uh, you can tell that something uh, that something wasn't clicking 
like in both rumbles. And that, uh, I don't know, if, uh, if this was the reason why, uh, like, I'll never point fingers because it's like, uh, I need first to point the finger at myself mostly. But uh, if, if this is what led to it, like it's, it, it's, it's okay to learn and then maybe come back. Like it's, it's fine, but like, I'm not gonna twist my, uh, my words for this. Like I, uh, someone getting, someone, uh, uh, another superstar getting the spot from Shane McMahon, it's perfectly fine with me. Like, it's not like he needs the money. <laughs> like, yeah, that, I mean, that's right on. I agree. Yeah. Well, Moving on, we go to Becky Lynch, who was on Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin this past week. Uh, Becky revealed that she's having more fun than ever right now. Um, she doesn't have the anxieties of overthinking about wrestling right now, um, and that there's more important things to focus on in motherhood. Uh, she says, I feel like I'm hitting my stride. I'm having more fun than ever, more, more fun now than I ever have. I have more freedom, and I'm having fun with that. Um, basically she's, she's really happy right now. And, you know, um, she's not dealing with the anxiety. Absolutely awesome to hear that. Um, I'm glad that she's happy. I think, I mean, we want everybody to be happy, but it, it's really good to know that, um, A, that she came back because we didn't know if she would come back. There was a lot of like, yeah. ifs, um, and I like, that's the thing. Um, with any wrestler, for the most part, we want them to be happy, healthy, and um, and I'm glad to hear that. I, I really enjoyed this interview that she did with Stone Cold. Um, she she went into a few other things. I think the one of the most talked about points was the um, the fact that she, when she got into it with Charlotte, um, a few oh yeah, ago, oh yeah, and yeah. Um, how. It's weird how wrestler the wrestlers are out there, you know. They 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 hear it, they know, and they see it. Like they get tweets and everything like that. Vince McMahon does not hear the the crowd usually. You know what I mean? He he he. The as she said, New York the people the upper the management basically. Mm -hmm had this plan and it backfired. Like, it's like they were not expecting that to happen. That always baffles me with WWE. How, how there's like, um, like they don't see the big picture. Like usually it feels like, you know what I mean? And that's dumb to say that about a multi-billion dollar company, but they dropped the ball a lot. I mean, you could go about the contracts this past year about, people not knowing when others contracts are up and <laughs> and that's I mean that's one thing but like the I always go back and think about the Bray Wyatt um the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell match. It was a Hell in a Cell match, wasn't it? Maybe it was yeah. Or from the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Um where just everybody and their mother was just pissed at that ending. And I mean you could tell that Seth Rollins was pissed before the like before the show was over, it's just, and from what I remember, it's Vince realized he effed up, you know, and uh, 
yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't get how they can do this sometimes. I mean, it's you can't push you can't push too much on WWE fans. What I'm saying is like you can't always get them to do what you want them to do. Like that's what sucks about when you watch Raw and you hear the crowd cheering when they're not cheering because they're using audio. Um, oh. It drives me absolutely freaking nuts. And um, I mean, you the easiest way to look at it is look at Roman Reigns. They wanted Roman Reigns to be what he is today, but they never gave him that opportunity until recently. Um, you know, just I, I, I will always find it baffling how they can drop the ball sometimes. Sometimes they don't drop the ball, but this time, um, I mean, with the Becky Lynch thing, they obviously dropped the ball there, but it's just one of those things where I, I, I just find it kind of just, I'm baffled by it. That's really all I can say. What do you, what are your thoughts on Becky and WWE, like not paying attention to the bigger picture at times? Uh, well, uh, the thing you touched, uh, about, about this subject was, Many uh, the Charlotte story and the things she said uh, that they've actually uh, embraced after matches and they talked about it and uh, there were miscommunications here and there and uh, they actually said that maybe one day when they stop being wrestlers maybe they can be friends again. And this is just so it's almost as if they're human, Rob. Yeah, it's almost as if they're human, and uh, it's. Uh, I get it. It's uh, it's frustrating at times. Uh, like I said, it's maybe last week or the week before that. Like the, the storyline Becky had with Seth Rollins uh, when they were teaming up, you could see that they were not comfortable doing that. Like Becky, especially. Like it's fine. It's uh, fine not hiding the fact that two wrestlers are a couple. It's it's okay. Like if they're okay with that, it's it should be okay for them. But uh, pushing them to be like together uh, in spite of them them not being okay with that, it's uh, it's gonna show. Like uh, no one's that good of an actor if like you know if they're not okay with something. And it's uh, when you have that big of a star. Uh, that Becky Lynch is uh, actually a lot of people stopped liking Becky Lynch altogether at some point, uh, and I get it. I, and I get why. Like that went over Bianca wasn't my cup of tea. Like There's we an, were yeah, together. Example of them not knowing things. Uh, yeah. What? Well, I'm just saying, like with with Becky, like having her take the title off of Bianca like that. Like yeah. they could have set that up for they could have just set up a match later on. Sure, of course, yeah. But like of course they wanted to like uh make the crowd happy, but like the night after that she was healed. Like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like mixed singles uh, all the way. Like we together were actually on the watch along for SummerSlam and I pissed on the show right after that point. I was so fucking disappointed. And I, I'm sure that this was probably the point when you realized you needed to be on the show with me, <laughs> no. basically. And uh, uh, 
Becky Lynch will will always be will always be uh, my one of my favorite wrestlers, female or male, whatever. Uh, she's uh, her story is uh, really really inspiring, and uh, I can see myself in uh, in a lot of uh, things that she actually went through, like not injuries or anything, but like she. Uh, I hope someday to be like a, at least half of badass she is right now. And I, I just, I enjoy watching her. And she actually saying that when you're, uh, when you're playing the heel, you are way more comfortable because you don't need to watch what you're saying that much because you always have to put like borders with your promos because will that work? Will that put me over? Well, how will this sit with the audience? Will this sit with the audience? And when you're a heel, you just go out and say whatever. Who, like, who the hell cares? Like, you can basically be the heel who always uh, tells the truth. God knows we got a lot of those types of heels right now in wrestling. So this, so there you go. Becky's yep. just the best. I love Becky. <laughs> well, moving on to the Royal Rumble this past week, we already talked about the about it a little bit so we won't go too much further into detail um <clears throat> the first match that set up the show was roman reigns for seth Rollins. fantastic match ending sucked um i think we all knew roman was going to win well i i did at least i think you did too um the women's rumble um the eliminations some some still some good surprises overall the overall feel was great and um, it, it I, I enjoyed the women's rumble. Um, I do, like I said earlier, wish they kind of wouldn't have announced so many people. I would have liked the bigger surprises. Um, as my cat's going nuts, right? <laughs> That's good. I thought I had the door shut. So awesome. Um, so, so the um, yeah. So that threw me off. But yeah, what, what were you <laughs> son of a bitch? Yeah. What were your thoughts on the rumble? Uh, see, like Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Like the moment Seth Rollins came out uh, in the Shields uh, music and in the Shields gear, that guy totally turned face for me. Like I, I've been enjoying Seth Rollins' work for a while now, and I think that it's one of the best things on WWE right now. And uh, we talked about uh, Adam Cole's facial expressions last week. Seth Rollins' facial expressions are are way up there with with Adam Cole's, and uh, the match was amazing. Uh, I don't think. Anyone accepted anything less for the, from these two? Uh, they are uh, incredibly close. And uh, okay, the ending. Uh, the moment I got the ending, I started like raging in my living room at 3:30 a.m. Like this was not the thing I wanted to see. Uh, I, at the moment, I said, okay. Maybe I would have rather seen Rowan take the clean victory here. And I started thinking about, about the match. And uh, actually, uh, what I said previously, when I woke up the next day, and I was like, 
Okay, the reason the ending sucked so much was the fact that WWE have uh, milked the fuck out of that cow from, from the DQ finishes all the way. And so uh, when you think about it, that kind of finished this match was the most logical thing they could have gone with because Seth Rollins will actually go down in history by the fact with the, with uh, the fact that he was the one who got under Roman Reigns' skin. He broke him mentally and physically and whatever. Uh, maybe uh, Kevin Owens was the one who pushed Roman Reigns to the limits physically, but Seth messed up with him. And uh, this is actually the thing, the, the, the story they're going here. And uh, we're yet to see uh, if it, it will like continue or not on SmackDown this week, like uh, I'm gonna wait and see. But like this, this ending uh, was basically the most logical thing they could have done. But it sucked because we we got we get DQ finishes like uh, two times a day. I want to see the cat. You know, that's, that's like I, she just like just keeps looking at me. I'm like, stop it, knock it off. I'm trying to show. <laughs> I'm trying to be not adorable here. Yeah. And uh, uh, as for the women's rumble, uh, well, um, Tasha Banks were was in that match uh, way for way less time than I uh, from from my taste. Like I, I wanted to see uh, a lot of uh, Sasha Banks in that match because I thought that she was actually injured. She was going to miss like a third or maybe fourth. Royal Rumble as a role, and uh, maybe this is actually the reason why she got eliminated so fast. Maybe she wasn't a hundred percent, and they this is uh, uh, this was uh, going to be the only way to go. Melina was such a like, come on, how yeah. can you like eliminate Melina? This is like I get I get the nostalgia pop. Like this is basically what the Royal Rumble is all about. But like uh, it's 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 fine. Like you basically had Cameron uh, Cameron in there, and Sean said it. How could you not have a, a like a spot where uh, Cameron uh, like marked out for uh, Alicia Fox and Lena? Like uh, really, a few people would have got that reference, but it would have popped. A lot of people, like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, including. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was right there, and they didn't do it, and it's uh, like basically sucks. Uh, the thing we're getting it, getting from this was uh, was uh, uh, Lita uh, will face Becky at Elimination Chamber. Is this is actually something I'm uh, really looking forward to. Uh, Lita's first one-on-one match in uh, like how many years? I forget. So this is okay. Like no NXT talent, I was a hundred percent sure that we were going to see Raquel Gonzalez here, and like maybe dominate because it's Raquel Gonzalez, and maybe have uh, like a bit with a uh, Rhea Ripley because they the, their feud together at NXT was so so cool. And uh, the thing I uh, the thing I enjoyed was uh, the fact that we actually got a confirmation that Nikki. Uh, Ash is actually a heel because she beat up Molly Holly, and she, we know for a fact now that she's a heel. This is fine. Like the Bella Twins were in there. Like uh, the Bella Twins were never my cup of tea. Uh, it's okay. Uh, 
they did good and uh they we got the payoff of Bribella eliminating Nikki. Like we go back and forth with that. I have no idea if they're gonna uh come back and uh wrestle for the titles. Maybe, maybe not, like we we're yet to see. And uh Ivory, uh are you familiar with Countess Bathory? Yeah. Yeah, she was basically the one who bathed in the uh, uh, the blood of virgins to keep her youth like this is basically ivory you saw you you heard it here first ivory is countess battery i'm sorry the lady is 60 years old how dare you woman <laughs> like <laughs> she, like i have no explanation for this like there, there's some the, what miracle cream is this no. I need, I demand explanation, girl. <laughs> like, this is, what, what are we doing here? What is this, Nivea? Like, no, what? What is it? You serene? Tell me. Because <laughs> I'm 33 this year, and I'm not getting any younger. She's 60. Freaking 60. Okay, like, moving along, moving along, because, like, I can get into it a lot. Uh, and Ronda Rousey. She lit the WrestleMania sign on fire <laughs> by pointing at it. This is this this is fine. Like uh, I popped for Ronda Rousey. We spoke about this last week. I I wasn't expecting her to. <clears throat> I don't know what happened to my voice there. <laughs> I didn't expect her to be back so uh, so quick after giving birth. Yeah. I'm not going to repeat what I said last week about giving birth and recovery one pop from rob is enough <laughs> like this uh the moment i saw uh, ronda rousey i knew that she was winning the rumble and uh i popped for her and then i was like yeah why like she's big enough of a star like why give her the rumble like and this is basically what i said when the men's why rumble finished but we're gonna you know Talk about uh, talk about that uh, afterwards. Uh, Becky Lynch and Piper Niven. I will never call call her the D word. That's fine. For uh, yeah, for new listeners, uh, I need uh, like this is the one match I will be okay with if they actually have a rematch because I didn't pay attention to that match at all because that yeah. you know the WrestleMania sign. And yeah. people on Twitter posting pictures of it, and I actually needed to see the pictures, and I yeah. didn't. That uh, people said that the match was okay, and I uh, I believe them because it's Piper Niven and Becky Lynch. Like it's it's yeah, fine. it was solid. It was solid. Yeah, I I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure the match was okay, and I'm uh, I, I would have been perfectly fine, but like the audience didn't give its flowers, and I uh, will be perfectly fine if they did that match all over again. Yeah. Uh, as for Bobby Lashley against Brock Lesnar, they'd be like two beefy men, Jim, you know, sirloin <laughs> bitches. Sirloin sons of bitches. I have no idea what this means. <laughs> Feel free to explain it to me, like whatever. And uh, my my favorite spot is uh, was when Brock Lesnar suplexed uh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley just uh, got up and suplexed him, and, Bo and Brock Lesnar was like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> you're coming." Like I love Brock Lesnar's comedy and matches, but oh yeah, yeah, this is like Brock Lesnar is amazing. Like uh, he will always be a draw, and I I I love the guy. Uh, the match was amazing. The finish was, what the hell are we doing here? Like, this is fine. Like, 
when we got that finish and uh, like she, the, the thing to talk about here was Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman actually uh, uh, being a double agent, I never believed for a second that that he betrayed uh, Roman Reigns. I didn't believe it for a second. I was sure that they were swerving Brock Lesnar all the way. So uh, Roman Reigns cost him the title. And uh, sure enough, Brock Lesnar uh, was comfortable enough entering the Men's Royal Rumble. And uh, the thing that we've uh, come to understand from recent events that is that when, Ro when uh, Brock Lesnar is in a match, he's winning the match altogether. It doesn't mean uh, uh, crap to the, the other people. Like, uh, it doesn't matter if he doesn't need to, to eat a pin or whatever. Uh, he's winning that match because he's in the match and it's Brock Lesnar and I don't care. And <laughs> it's basically what we got. I'm going to, uh, like, the only thing I want to talk about about... Uh, uh, Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix against uh, Miz and Maurice is the thing I never got uh, to talk about uh, at the very beginning. Like the fact, I love that uh, that uh, the Edge uh, Edge and uh, uh, Beth Phoenix won. It was the right thing to do. Uh, Beth Phoenix looks like a monster, and I love her. And uh, the fact that uh, Edge actually put over his wife so much up until the beginning of this match is just one of the most wholesome things I've ever seen, ever. And this is coming from uh, uh, a person living in Bulgaria, which is a country w uh, infested with men who never want to give women the benefit of the doubt on whatever subject whatsoever. If you're a woman, you don't matter here. And uh, a man will never put you over here. And this is actually... Uh, on the first segment on Raw when they did that and he put Beth Phoenix so so much and I actually started crying and I got so emotional out of this because it was so adorable and it was like uh, you know one would think that this is a basic uh, thing that uh, couples do like support each other no no that's not the case here like this will never be the case here like uh, uh, I work in a men's profession and I'm a woman in a men's profession, uh, and uh, my bar uh, is uh, like 99% men and 1% women. And women always never say anything about whatsoever uh, because they basically don't matter. If you talk about something that you're passionate about, you're basically on your period. This is the, this is this is the thing that men say here. Like, if you're passionate about something and if you have an opinion about something and you want to express that opinion and, and uh, you just get put down because you're a woman and you're, like, basically on your period, you're PMSing about something. And, I, and this is the thing that uh, I needed to see. I needed to see uh, uh, Edge working with his wife uh, and putting her over. And this is basically what he did. And moving uh, from this... Uh, the, Awful events which happen here on uh, on a daily basis. The men's Royal Rumble, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like I have so many questions. Like you made your uh, U.S. champion Damian Priest look like a dud, basically. Uh, you can uh, you can tell me that 
19 superstars or whatever, however they were, can get almost out of that ring. You can't say that, like ever. Like you can. This like this is the this is the reason why I uh, maybe kind of not like the Royal Rumble a bit. Like uh, all all these crazy rules about both feet need to touch the ground. Oh, so when you're when you're on the ground, but your feet aren't on the ground, you're not eliminated. And I always hated that. And when somebody gets eliminated by a person who was already eliminated, pisses me off. Like this is basically how Sony Deville uh, eliminated Naomi. Like this sucks. This shouldn't be a thing. This should be illegal in that match. Like fuck off. <laughs> and uh, there were a lot of tag teams in that in that match, and which. Uh, I wasn't okay with that. Like maybe have I don't know a tag team match, like uh, for for the titles or whatever. If you want to get tag teams in, like this is fine. Uh, of course, we got Shane McMahon with his crappy deal punches all over the place. Like this is, well, this is basically what you're gonna have. Uh, Biggie and Kofi Kingston. You do, you don't even like production in that Royal Rumble was one of the things that uh, that sucked because when you don't know what you're doing and you have no idea if you're gonna eliminate someone or not you're gonna when you're showing a lot of the uh, entrances they basically missed a lot of people getting eliminated and uh the uh, one of one of the few stories which led to the royal rumble was the mysterios having a thing with the uh with the street profits and it never got paid off uh, the mysterios were in the ring together and they eliminating each other we never got that like this okay i guess and aj styles being eliminated by freaking madcap moth okay i still have my hair but i love aj styles way more than my hair like this is like my my hair would have grown back but uh my uh respect for madcap moth won't ever like this is this is this, this is this is bullshit, and this is yeah. this, this incredible amount of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I, don't, I don't even want to know what to say. And, and the last thing I'll say about this, let me explain, of all my tweets to blow up, this one did, about Bad Bunny. <laughs> like, let me, let me explain something, because according to the death threats I got on Twitter, Nobody understood what I was saying. Guys, listen up. I love Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny has so much respect for the wrestling business that he actually trained his butt off in order to deliver one of the best Canadian destroyers and cross-body jumps from the top rope ever. Bad Bunny's a star. Bad Bunny popped me so much. And Bad Bunny got the biggest pop of the night. Not in the Royal Rumble, he got the biggest pop of the night. And I love that for Bad Bunny. But when you have the biggest pop of the night from a rapper who's not a wrestler, then you have a problem. And that problem is that you have failed to build superstars the crowd are willing to go behind or cheer for that they actually cheer 
for a rapper to win the Royal Rumble. And don't get me wrong, I popped for Big Bunny, uh, for Bad Bunny. I, like, Brock Lesnar got to eliminate him. And this is not, you're not, uh, Brock Lesnar doesn't good, uh, doesn't look stronger when he eliminates, eliminates Bad Bunny. Like this, this shouldn't have happened. Like, not to mention that Bad Bunny was like how, uh, 20, 20 what, 27, 26? I don't know. He was, he was, uh, yeah, he was one of the last ones. And uh, if you say that you got him there to promote the show and uh, sell seats, they didn't promote the guy for the Rumble. I would have been fine if they promoted him for, uh, for the Rumble and uh, in order to get boxing in seats. I would have been perfectly fine with that. But having a wrestling show being dominated by an outsider who isn't a wrestler means that you aren't doing something right. And the fact that I bitched about Cesaro not being in the match, okay, people actually said to me that by Bunny, was a better wrestler than Cesaro and Finn Balor combined, guys. Come on. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Like, <laughs> come on. Again, I loved him, but this isn't it. Yeah. This isn't it. You have a problem. If Bad Bunny is like, Bad Bunny is supposed to be the guy who, uh, like, you remember he was 24 7 champion? I love that. Like, he got Damian Priest over. Like this was the this was the thing they needed to do and they did it and they did it right. I love that. But Bad Bunny did nothing for anyone. Like uh this I I hope I hope I kinda explain myself here, but like guys, uh like if you're saying that he's a better wrestler than Cesaro and Balor combined, I'm sorry, like this, this it's not it. I'm sorry. Like this isn't uh I don't know what to say more, Rob. Like, I'm sorry. No, like, okay. and this is why I told you last week. Give it time, and people will learn to hate me. And now they hate me because they kind of think that I hate Bad, Bad Bunny, and I love Bad Bunny. Like, the dude was had the most fun WrestleMania matches on that night, on that entire card. Like, I loved, I loved him. Like, thing of beauty all around. And now Jeremy Lambert is again, once again, the most loved. And this is fine. Jeremy's great. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sorry for rambling about no. for an hour. <laughs> That's okay. So you, you can talk now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, other than like in Brock Lesnar one, which was disappointing to a lot of people, I think it wasn't. I think the problem was it was expected because that rumor came all the way. I mean, hell, when Brock Lesnar's in the Rumble, you automatically think he's going to win because that's the way WWE has programmed us. But the fact that what got me is this... This was predicted after the last Saudi Arabia show. That, yeah. That Lesnar was going to win the Rumble, and um, and go on and face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Now, I get it. You like WWE used to be used to playing out way ahead. Used to. They don't do it anymore, obviously. Um, I think what bothered me the most is they play like basically the way it it unfolded is basically what 
was reported like was going to happen. It just it baffled me that that it did. It was unfortunate, but overall, the men's rumble wasn't too wasn't good really. Um, nothing that'll stick out in my opinion, other than Bad Bunny. Um, but yeah, and I know the you're pit- proving my point. You're yeah. basically proving my point. But um, we're gonna change some things around. Um, we're gonna usually we would do the Cooper effect now, but I'm gonna go ahead and do my segment um, called Fixing, Fixing, Fixing. I did it on purpose. Fixing Stanford. What it is is because of a lot of the negativity that WWE gets because of Vince McMahon and upper management in the company. I thought I would do a segment in a make-believe world where I'm spending Vince McMahon's money and how I would try to fix things and fix morale in this company. Now, granted, again, this is me spending a billionaire's money. So, obviously, it's me daydreaming. So, nothing is going to happen here. It's just make-believe. So, don't just work with me here, people. So the first thing that I would want to do is anybody that works in the WWE, wrestlers, trainers, like even corporate, will be considered employees. Not. No way. Not. Yeah. Oh, that's that's controversial. Shocker. Um, They would be considered employees instead of. Oh, what the hell's what do they call them? Uh, uh, independent contractors. Yes, thank you. Independent contractors. So they would all be employees. Contracts. WWE would offer guaranteed contracts. If guaranteed contracts are not reached, talent can choose between having a 30, 60, 90, or 120 days non-compete clause. They can choose it, but it just comes down. They get to choose it. Um at the time of signing. So they have to do it at the time of signing or re-signing. Talent will be paid during their entire non-compete. Talent uh, cannot take independent dates during the non-compete. WWE contracts will have the offer. This is something that would be new. That would offer options. Now, options in the sports world here is... Sometimes there's what they call a player option where a player can re-sign. Like it's the team will sign him because it's his option to re-sign um, at usually this close to the same rate or a little bit more. Um, or there will be a company um, option. Basically meaning the company can say, we're not going to re-sign you. But I would have it where there are options for wrestlers to... Now, this isn't every contract. I'm just saying they offer it to some, like if they wanted to. Uh, or if a wrestler wants that contract, they can negotiate it. But guaranteed contracts could be negotiated type stuff. And they might make less. They might make more. Who knows? Um, all trainers are guaranteed a ninety after a 90-day uh, probation period. Um, they are guaranteed contracts after a 90-day probation period. Trainers lodging is paid for the entire 90 days, meaning that they don't have to move across country and basically lose their job two months later. Like something just like just happened. Basically they're covered. Now, if they have family, that kind of makes things a little bit complicated, but the family can come. It, it just it sucks 
that somebody's world was basically changed in two months. Like, hey, move here and we'll, you got a job. And then, oh, see ya. <clears throat> Not good. Um, and the only thing about the contracts about that is anybody can be released for contract of their contract for off-duty conduct examples like domestic arrest like arrest drug testing type stuff they can or criminal charges they can be released um and the the guaranteed contract does not come into play i mean there's the the guarantees have different guarantees in them um and there is no three strike policy it's just basically it is what it is i mean now this that's just kind of like me bullshitting right there that's just what i would do again i'm spending a billionaire's money the other thing i would do is this is where it gets a little more interesting i think i think talent is guaranteed nine days or more a month where they can take independent dates meaning they they cannot wrestle a match that is going to be filmed for another like for like IWTV or Fight TV anything like that but they can wrestle at a show they cannot wrestle talent from AEW Impact Ring of Honor New Japan GCW unless permission is granted talent must use WWE entrance music talent can work with WWE certified wrestlers meaning that the WWE would certify independent wrestlers saying we are comfortable with our stars wrestling our superstars wrestling these independent wrestlers that way it not only helps wwe it helps other wrestlers out there that gets maybe gets some more bookings because they're they're basically approved by the wwe that's that's something i thought of again i'm spending somebody else's money so this is just me daydreaming i have to keep saying that because i want people to understand that none of this is going to happen. It's just a perfect world. This is what I would do. WWE would set the pricing for independent organizations. WWE would take a 10% cut of whatever whatever the fee is. Like if we get so if AJ Styles takes an independent booking in Georgia. Against who? We'd probably say Luke Gallows. <laughs> We'd give him permission to kick Gallows' ass. He'd do that, wouldn't he? They're yeah, and Vince, Vince McMahon will say, who? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what was his name? In his first... Oh, Festus. That's Festus. Festus. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? There's... I'm sure he... Like, the... Scotty Duhari already told him in, in the interview with Sean uh, that he, he, he was sure that he didn't know that Gallows was saying yeah, I've, I've sure. heard that story like a couple uh, times. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, good stuff. But um, the other thing is WCW, or WCW, yeah, I'm bringing that back. I uh, know. WWE sets the pricing for the independent organization, like I said, but all wrestlers must have transportation and lodging paid, paid by that organization. So they take care of everything. Um, third party. Talent can use YouTube, Twitch, Cameo. If talent uses their trademark name, WWE takes a 15% fee. Talent is not allowed to cut promos on platforms unless approved. So they can't, they can't basically, if AJ Styles is feuding with uh, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles can't cut a promo on there because we want 
the we want the coverage you know we want that yeah, the exposure yeah. yeah so they basically it'd be the way like adam cole is now he doesn't really talk about wrestling he just or he, if he does he answers questions but they don't really talk about ongoing feuds and stuff so it'd be it'd basically be the wrestler like at home like not in character type thing they could do it yeah. blah 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 um Platinum, plat, platinum, platform revenue sharing. Wrestlers would get a percent of Peacock and WWE Network pers- prescriptions. Jesus, subscriptions. They would get a small cut, and it would what? go. To, you mean they don't now? Not much. Like especially if they do, they don't get much. But we're talking. I don't think they do. There might be some that get them, but I know there's a lot that don't. Like CM Punk, I don't believe gets anything i could be wrong but i i'm conv- i think he said that in an interview um if somebody wants to let me know i'm gonna actually look into that but i'm pretty sure that they that some of them don't or a lot of them don't but that will change because all wrestlers former and current and future wrestlers who wrestle for the company more than one year would be included in the 10-year or viewership like would be get be part of the the program would get some of the profit i mean it might not be much but they would be included so they are getting something um that would be if they were wrestle for more than one year i would again i'm fucking daydreaming people relax some of this probably doesn't make sense to anybody but again i'm daydreaming here these are just things i would fix transportation a lot of wrestlers, the the independent contractors, they're responsible for their for their travel. They pay for it. That would change. I would do it the way AEW does it. However, the one thing that I would do to save money, and maybe some wrestlers would like this, I don't know, but there would be a tour bus provided from show to show. But Fine. wrestlers can travel without being on the bus if they wanted to however they that's when they are responsible for their travel like if they if they want to pay for it and take a flight drive whatever that's on them but basically how the house show system or like how WWE's road system right now is is usually they fly on on fridays got the smackdown wrestlers wrestling on those days then they wrestle the next day, Saturday house show, Sunday house show. Then they go back home. So how I would do this is just to give an example. Let's say, let's say AJ Styles again. I use AJ Styles as, as an example for a lot of things because he's my favorite. So let's say AJ Styles is booked for Raw or SmackDown in Dallas, Texas. We would pay for his flight to get to Dallas. Then you would have the option to take the bus, the tour bus from Dallas to austin texas for the house show you can take my bus <laughs> wow but anyways from austin at the house show there you would go to san antonio and then after san antonio we were flying back home basically it's all taken care of mm-hmm. and if he wants to drive himself he can <clears throat> i know he has a bus himself but he would save money by going that route some wrestlers would like that, I would think. Some wrestlers wouldn't. That's why they get the option. Um, 
So basically, WWE would take care of the airfare to the airfare to get to the show, and then the airfare after their last show on the weekly tour. Days off. A lot of wrestlers like AJ Styles. There's there's been a couple months where he's just wrestled a, a few shows, like four. Like he's only been on Raw. He didn't do any house shows. Well, that would change because wrestlers would get actually more days off and still get the same pay. They would, and then they still get independent dates. Um, but they are offered the option to take more dates if they wanted to. Um, so basically if a wrestler wanted to work four nights instead of the, the normal three, they could absolutely do that. If, if scheduling allows it and it's needed type thing, there's, there's a lot of ifs and what ifs there, but it's just something that I've thought of. Like you give these wrestlers more opportunities. Now, granted, like if they wrestle independent wrestlers, there could be a chance to get injured. That happens. I get that. Um, I mean, that happened. I will. There's some wrestlers in AEW who have been hurt at independent shows instead of being hurt at AEW shows. So, I mean, that's just an example. So, um, those are just some of the reasons, some of the things I would do to try to change the culture in the WWE, try to make things better. Again, the last time I'll say it is I'm just spending another man's money. That's all. It's the best not, way to spend money. Yes, it's a great way to spend money. We we don't live in a perfect world, so I'm just going to say, I'm going to make believe. This is what I would do. Now, granted, if I had this much money, maybe I wouldn't give a damn either. I probably wouldn't, but whatever. This is just daydream. It's fine to daydream. Why not? Um, but that's just my opinion. I think I have some good ideas. Some people will be like, I guess, stupid. Some might not. Some might like it. Uh, it's social media, sure. <laughs> what did you think of those ideas? Uh, yeah, well, the the only thing uh, I'm going to say here is uh, I'm actually uh, of the belief that everyone works better when they know they're taken care of. And uh, when you know that your company gives a crap about you, then you're going to give your all and you're going to give your best. And when, you're, when you see a big superstar like Braun Strowman and a person like Bray Wyatt, who's bringing the company of tons of money from merchandise sales, and when you see those two getting fired, uh, you're, what's, uh, there's no guarantee you're gonna be uh, like if you're if you're a person like a like a mid carder, or uh, even even if you're upper upper middle card, it's 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 basically impossible for you to uh, to have a, a proper worth ethic when you know that uh, you may not be there for long because that big guy who's making so much money for the company got fired, so. What makes you think I should be here tomorrow or such and such? Um, yeah. When when you know that someone gives a crap about you, you uh, you do your best work. Uh, so I'm not saying like uh, this isn't a tenure situation here. Uh, 
like the, it's it's not about work for life no uh if you know you're taking care of for life this is when you stop giving a crap because you, you get comfortable being lazy i'm not saying that i'm talking about uh people treating you like a human being and not like property. Like the fact that I never talked about this, but I hate uh, the t-shirts the they have on when they, uh, when they hire new wrestlers and they make them put on t-shirts that say property of the WWE Performance Center. I hate that. <sighs> like they're not property guys. Like I know, I know it's a play on word. I know it's supposed to be funny, but I, I don't think it's funny and I don't love it. Uh, and basically they treat them, they treat the wrestlers like their property uh, up until the moment they decide they don't need it anymore. Or the moment they decided that they've had enough of playing with those dolls and whatever and so forth. And uh, uh, this this is the thing. Uh, this is the thing with me. Like, if you're if you're taking care of, you're gonna uh, you're gonna be uh, an amazing performer. Then this is the bottom line. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that completely. Well, so since we got some newer viewers here, we are doing what we call this is a non wrestling segment. Just so you're aware, this is what we call the Cooper Effect, and Maggie will explain what the Cooper Effect is, and then she will tell you. A great story. So, uh, some of you already know, but I'm a big mark for Twin Peaks. I love the show. I love David Lynch. And uh, basically, uh, you're probably going to see me make Twin Peaks reference every time I talk on the show. Like, Twin Peaks and wrestling is, like, the two things that uh, keep me going. So, uh, what's it all about for this uh, segment that, uh, as Dale Cooper said, uh, Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan it, don't wait for it, just let it happen. So uh, in this uh, segment, we actually honor people who uh, in this awful world that we live in, actually uh, push themselves to be better persons. And uh, we honor wholesome stories because uh, Dale Cooper is one of the most wholesome people out there. And uh, we want to outline the good in in the world uh because we're not always going to talk about amazing wholesome stuff on our show so there needs to be some sort of balance here as the whole simpics world is and speaking of wholesome rob you have a cat mm -hmm. yeah what's its name tiggy tiggy so tiggy. are you able to tell when tiggy meows as opposed to other cats who meow. Yeah. You're kidding, right? Like, I, am I awful for well, not knowing? No, what? No, not, <laughs> not, not every time, but most of the time I can, I can tell because she has just a, a, it's not like distinct for other cats. It's just, I'm so used to it. You know, I think I can, it just sounds the same. I think I would hear it like compared to like my, like I was at my brother's house last night for dinner. Um, his cat has a particular, I think some cats do, especially if you're around them, but it just, it's not where I don't think anybody else would notice. Like, you know, like that's the thing. I don't think like 
it's nothing that stands out. Like I just, I think I just know how my cat would sound, but I don't know for a hundred percent if that's the truth. I just, cause I don't think I don't hear the cat obviously when I'm out and about, you know, or you know what I mean? I hope not. Anyways, then I've officially lost it. But um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, now that I think about it, I think oh, most crap. People... I'm gonna die alone. Like I'm not even qualified to be a cat lady. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> what the fuck? Well, if if that's the case, I'm gonna die alone with this cat because. Well, this is better. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Cats um, and dogs are whole. Have you ever had to clean creatures. a litter box? What? Have you ever had to clean a litter box? I've had a dozen of cats okay, well, in my life. I've like this is the most long time I've been without a cat. Yeah. And uh, the, the the reason why I'm asking here is that 40-year-old Rachel Lawrence actually recognized the meow of her cat, which she lost while she was on the phone with the vet that was treating her current cat named Torby. Huh. This, do, do you understand what I'm saying here? Like she lost her cat. The cat's name was uh, Barnaby. So she lost Barnaby eight months ago. And she got a new cat, and uh, she got she got that new cat to the vet. And when she talked to the vet on the phone about Torby, she actually heard Barnaby meow, and she recognized that cat's meow. Yeah. And she what? said, uh, she so she closed the phone, she she put the phone down, and she couldn't stop thinking about it. And then she she called the vet again, and she said, "Is this a cat?" Uh, and she started uh, like a. Uh, Drawing Sorry. a picture, drawing a picture of uh, describing the cat to the vet, yeah. and she was oh. like, "Yes." Oh wow! And she actually she called uh, her three three children, and she 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 finally uh, found Barnaby. And this was like, "What are we doing here?" She recognized the cat's meow, and if this if this is a thing, and I'm the last to know about it, I'm gonna like freak out a bit because like, mm. I've I've, I I've I've had cats, like I've had a lot of cats, and they all sound the same. I'm sorry, they may, they could have been all Italian for, for all I know. <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't give a crap. Like this, this is fine. Italians love me. Like so, yeah. this, like the, 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 sh shout out to Franklin Last Minute Wrestling Podcast. This is, this is, how can you recognize them? Yeah, am I a horrible person, Rob? Oh, because like I started thinking about it, I I don't know if I could tell, but like on I, the phone, Rob. Yeah, on see, the that's, phone. That's like I I don't know if I would be able to tell. It just sound, I think I would, but then it, I'm like fifty fifty. I don't really know. I don't I don't know how I would sound. Are you brave enough to lie to my face, Rob? No, I'm being completely <laughs> honest. I can tell you right now, with my dog, I can't tell. Like I, you know, but with my cat, it just I've had. Like other cats before, and they they've all had, from what I remember, different meows. Meow. I have one cat that literally sounds meow, like or I used to. Just this is gonna get clipped, I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, but yeah, no, uh, I don't know. I'm no, I'm not lying. I, I honestly just don't really know because I like part of me thinks yes, part of me thinks no. So who knows? Yeah. Well, um. We're going to talk one more wrestling thing before we learn Bulgarian with Maggie. Where, where, are we going to, 
where do you want them to go? So WWE uh, wrestle WWE released some superstars back in November. Um, there was a large list of them, too many to be honest. There's always too many. Um, one's too many when, in my opinion, when they sign these guys. But anyways, uh, we're just going to talk about two of them where we want them to end up, um, or where we would like them to end up, not where we, you know, I guess where we would like them, where they want, or whatever they want is up to them, but. Again, we're just kind of fantasy booking here. Keith Lee. Keith Lee is a guy that I know a lot of people think would be great in AEW. And I do think he'd be great in AEW because I think Keith Lee would be great anywhere he goes. As long as they don't mess with his name and mess with him in general. That said, when I think about Keith Lee, I think he would absolutely dominate Impact Wrestling. I think he would be a huge star. I think he'd be their number one guy. And um, that's where I'd like to see him go. If he ends up in AEW, awesome. Completely awesome. I'm cool with it. I just think he would be, I think he would be great. And that's the thing. I think he'd be great wherever he goes. But I think Impact would be a great place for him. But again, he could be great in AEW with guys like, uh, like Rusev uh, or Miro, sorry. Uh, could you imagine those going at it? I, yeah, yeah, I got you there. Um, like even guys like Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, just two, just big dudes just battling it out. And um, there, there's so many people that I'd love to see him wrestle in AEW, just like in, in Impact. I just think he would dominate Impact. I think he would be their biggest star eventually. But it's obviously it's up to him. And I'm just glad that we get to hopefully see him again soon. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, the other wrestler is carrying Cross. Or damn it, I told myself I would never call him that. Is Killer Cross? Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Killer Cross fan. I I love him in the ring. I think he's awesome. Um, he is a guy that I could see. He's not going back to Impact, I don't think, uh, just based on the past. Um, but you never say never in wrestling. I can see him going back to... I can see him going into New Japan, doing some New Japan strong shows. I could see him going to um, AAA in Mexico, going back to Mexico, um, and then doing a lot of independent shows. Um I could see him in AEW eventually, maybe. Um, I think you could see him do some dark matches. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, it really just depends on what Tony Khan thinks of him. Um, I think he's good. I think I think him and Scarlett are, are obviously great together on screen. You know, you got the, you got the, just they got the looks. You know, what can you say? They 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 got the TV. They got the they got what the the cameras like. They would say in the business. Um, the it factor. Yeah, the it factor. There you go. But yeah, if the thing is, I like both guys. So wherever they end up, and if they're happy, that's all that matters. Um, I know if going back to that daydreaming thing I had with a few minutes ago, fixing Stanford. In my perfect world, they'd be there. They'd be in Stanford, but they wouldn't be gone. There's a lot of wrestlers who wouldn't be gone. But anyways, that's for a different day. But Maggie, what do you say? Uh, actually, I would love to see them both 
and impact. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I just want Josh Alexander to wrestle everyone. <laughs> oh, how about we didn't say that? How about that was the best thing about the whole Dan Lambert thing last night in Brandy Rhodes. Yes. So that was yes. Josh Alexander being brought up. And that was absolutely. Good. And I think Sean Ross, Sean Rossap said it. He goes, that was probably Ethan Page. Ethan Page probably sure. said sure. that. Ethan Page is a big Josh Alexander guy, obviously. Um, obviously. Uh, I love the North. I, I miss him together. I, I really, really miss him together. And Josh Alexander is, I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned this on the past show. My father actually likes Josh Alexander, my father who craps on wrestling. And I'm sure that the only reason he does is because Josh Alexander looks like a, a legitimate Olympian wrestler. Yeah. Like this is, this is I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure, but uh, yeah. What? Well, I was just gonna say the first time I got to watch the North in person, listen to this match. This was before Top Flight made it to AEW. It was right before. It was a triple threat match. It was the North versus Top Flight versus the Lucha Brothers. Oh, I hate you so much, Rob. Yeah, you bitch. Yeah, it was a hell of a show. <laughs> wrestling in Minneapolis. Oh my god. This the, is a boulder match. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jesus. Uh, the the only thing that about the match that didn't really go, which it could have been better, is the next night, um, the Lucha Brothers were actually wrestling at Fight for the Fallen, so they didn't. Oh, do but they oh, still. Oh, yeah, okay. Shit. That was awesome, and yeah, this was cool. awesome. It was. It was I awesome. just. Yeah, this and this is basically the reason. Like I uh I'm I'm not gonna bitch about the whole Josh Alexander and Moose situation we got like a couple of months ago. Uh like seeing Josh Alexander uh do great things in singles career, it's incredibly uh amazing to see. I love Josh Alexander. He's a uh, Watching him against Christian, and this was a obviously a dream match. This was amazing. I just want to see Josh Alexander versus everyone at this point. And uh, maybe the only uh, the only uh, small part of me that wants uh, Keith Lee and uh, AEW is that I would have I would love for him to be their first ever uh, black uh, world champion. I would love that. He deserves it so much, and he never got to do that in uh, the main on the main roster. And he deserves the world. He's amazing. They they got him. They got him to do so much, so many stupid things on the main roster. Like they messed with his whole persona there, mm. and uh, and I hated that. As for uh, as for Killer Cross, how could you? How could you make that guy shave his head off? <laughs> like his hair. Like why? I was under the impression he didn't have any. Like yeah. this is, like this, this, this is bonkers to me. Uh, and did you did you get to watch that video he posted yet? Oh yeah. I got so much Wolverine vibes from this, and I'm a huge Wolverine fan. And uh, like basically Hugh Jackman is oh my fuck like this. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, I got huge uh, like Wolverine vibes from this, and when I actually said this on Twitter, he actually replied to me and he agreed to me with me. Oh, cool. So yeah, and and these I'm a huge mark for this. I I can't wait to see 
where he goes because uh, the main roster b botched him, and uh, yeah, but shocker, shocker there, and uh, I I can't wait. Like uh, and the fact that uh, Keithley, uh, he uh, he wanted to use Limitless. So he trademarked it, right? We talked about it about that last week. So yeah. he is going to continue being limitless. The fact that I can't wait, wherever he goes, I want to see, I want to hear that that uh, that music he has. The fact that, and this and this is the other thing. If he ever goes to to AEW, he's going to be making music with Mikey Ruckus, yeah. and Mikey Ruckus is the best. I love the guy so much, and that's just. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. I I I saw him in uh Minneapolis. I didn't get to talk to him for long. I just kind of said hello to Mikey, but he I love him on Twitter. He's great and I love listening he's to him. He's amazing. Yeah. So now is another segment called This is the first time we're doing this one. Learning Bulgarian with Maggie. Let's I can't it. wait for this. <laughs> So, uh, the word of the week, Rob, is stupendous. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, if you're a wrestling fan, you probably heard the word stupendous about 48,000 times over the last week. And we got another 42 million coming up. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, the word stupendous in Bulgarian is izumito. Izumito. No, <laughs> I will not stop until you get this right. It's like saying e zoom, e tell no. E zoom e tell no. No. <laughs> e zoom e tell no. E zoom e tell no. Oh yeah, you get you got it. But that, like you get yeah. you you gotta you gotta say it more hard like a like a Balkan person. E zoom e tell no. Guys, you see Bulgarian is hard, so don't give me crap about not having excellent English. Like, fuck off. I have a hard time counting to 10, so it's not it's really. <laughs> it's Izumitelno. Easy meal to know. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so fun. Easy might or no. Damn it. No. Easy might or... Okay, do you see what I send you? Like the... Yeah, I'm looking like at the, Yeah, okay, so look at it. I, I I wrote, like, after I wrote the transcription, because I actually send you a transcription. Okay, let's try this. In English, yeah. I said, uh, I actually wrote what it actually sounds like. E, zoom, E, tell, no. It'd probably help if I did look at my notes here. Yeah. E zoom e tell no. E zoom e tell no. boy, boy, that's the way. I did yeah, it. Yeah, e We did it. I will never say it again, though. Stupendous. Ever again. Like, it's come come like on, guys. No, I just want, I don't want to ever say stupendous. I can't stand the word. Sure. And somebody made a good uh, tweet, and I wish I would have kept it, that said, you know that somebody said the word stupendous around Vince McMahon, and he absolutely loved it. And he, Oh, yeah. You know, I can't remember. This is, this is basically the thing with with airborne on the raw. 
If I hear that word one more time, I swear to God, everyone's airborne. Oh my God, he decides to go airborne. Fuck off. Shut up. Forget that word once in a while. Jesus. <laughs> well, we did it. So, as we wrap up the show, we have a segment called Rob Jokes. Can't wait. <laughs> Usually pop Maggie. So let's go. What does a perverted frog say? Rub it. <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, did you <laughs> did you hear? Okay, got Maggie on that one. That was good. I should have kept that one for last. Jeez, it was so stupid. Why didn't I get it? I don't know. <laughs> it was right there. Uh, it, here's a dad joke now. Did you hear the one about the dog in the tree? They had a long conversation about bark. Oh, Rob, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I told my daughter to go to bed. The cows are sleeping in the field. She said, what's that got to do with anything? And the dad said, that means it's past your bedtime. (laughs) And the last one. What did one butt cheek say to the other? Slap. (laughs) (laughs) No, what? But it is. Together, we can stop this shit. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. I should have went, like, that should have been first, and I should have, like, flip flopped. Yeah, the first one. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got I did it. I popped Maggie, so there we go. That's the goal every oh week. Oh my god. Maybe, maybe it popped you as well. Um, maybe it made you laugh. I hope it did. Um as we close out this segment, I wanted to say one thing. It's been alleged that Mr. Kennedy, aka Ken Anderson, he has a wrestling school in Minneapolis. There have been some people saying that they're not getting their money. He They paid uh, in advance, and he's just allegedly giving them the runaround is what they're saying. He released a statement, I believe, on Instagram. Maybe it was Twitter. And he says... And he gives reasoning to what's going on. He made a comment that, and I, that he basically said nobody has tried to contact him. I want to say right now that is a lie. If this man owes people money, He needs to pay him back. If if he's not doing this wrestling school. And if he is, and I hope he is, because 
These people want to be professional wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Give people what they paid for. Don't blame it on COVID. Yeah. Like if, if if you're saying you can't find a building because of tenure, uh, because of leases and stuff, don't give me that. That's not that's not true. I I don't believe it one second. But. That's all I can really say about that. So we're gonna we're gonna change this up and end the show with Maggie saying where you can find her. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie underscore IK and on Instagram. <clears throat> What's happening to my voice today? And on Instagram at Maggie.ik. Uh, my Instagram is never about wrestling, it's about stupid normal everyday stuff I go through. And I promote a lot of, of stuff about my bar. So uh, it's not, if you're looking for a wrestling, you're not going to get it. So, but if you are, uh, Twitter at Maggie underscore IK, you can see me post uh, goofy videos every now and then when I get some inspiration in. And uh, I get some sleep in, of course. And uh, yeah, so you can enjoy it and you can join us every week here on uh, the Fight for Overbook channel. And I want to see all, send all my love to Jeremy for uh, giving us this opportunity. Uh, give all the love to Jeremy. Uh, and he's an awesome and amazing human being. And we love the guy. Right. And I just wanted to add back to that that uh, Mr. Kennedy um, thing. He, You can read the story on Fightful.com. Um, he his what he said on his Facebook post. It was Facebook, not Instagram. Oh, he, of course. He said, "I this is exact word from him. I personally have not have not been contacted by anyone from the internet wrestling community wishing to ask for my comments on those statements. Bullshit. Because guess what? I reached out to him. Yeah, and I know I'm not the only one." Because, okay. So, yeah. It is what it is, but... Iffy. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. But you can find me at Rob Wilkins on Twitter. You can also find me on Tuesday nights covering NXT. Wednesday nights, I'm covering AEW Dynamite. Friday nights, I'm covering SmackDown and Rampage on Fightful.com. I also do a monthly retro review with Joel Pearl. I can be caught on the Fight Night watch-alongs with Steven Jensen when we do those watch-alongs for UFC or boxing matches. And uh, usually I'm on for watch-alongs. So I'm on Fightful all the time. I love it. And we truly appreciate you checking this out. Do me a favor, leave us a comment. Let us know if you like the show. Um, the one thing that me and Maggie have said time and time again, that we will do everything we can to get better. We are both new at this to an extent. This is really the first show I've hosted with a guest, and my goal is to get better. Um, so look at us like we're, we're in uh, NXT, and we're trying to make our way up, and hopefully we don't get the carrying cross, a.k.a. killer cross, treatment or uh bearcat keith lee or bearcat lee whatever the hell they called him hopefully 
we just want you to know we will get better and they will have no option other than pushing us all the way to the top and giving us a main event at WrestleMania. That's the way I look at it. But I do want to say thank you to Jimmy Lambert for putting us on here. Joel Pearl helping us with that too. Um, the only thing I need to also say is thanks Sean Rossap for giving us a platform to do this, do our show on Fightful Select. We love being on Fightful Select and you should be on Fightful Select. You should subscribe to Fightful Select because you get your news there first. You get Sean Rossap's Q&A. You get his uh, toy figure hall. So the wrestling toys, that he, wrestling figures that he buys, he opens them up or shows them off there. You get all kinds of good stuff. But if you love wrestling news and you want to get it first, Fightful Select is the place. Other than that, we want to say thank you very much, and we will see you again next week, I think, unless I get fired, which I don't think is going to happen yet. Yet. So with that. It's time for everything. Yeah. I say goodbye. We will see you next week. Peace out, dudes. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.